Hi everyone, and welcome to my podcast. My name is Lee Fitzgerald, and in this episode, I will explore the parallels between the psychoanalytic and Freudian movement of psychology and the Marxist and liberal movement of the late 1800s. So, who was Karl Marx? His ideology is so often referenced in today's time, yet few people actually know who this long-bearded Prussian was. Born in the German area of the historical Prussian Empire in 1818, Karl Marx grew up comfortably. His father was a lawyer and, although ethnically Jewish, had a conform to Christianity for his job. This influenced some of the ideologies he instilled into his son, um, although he wasn't completely married to the church. Karl Marx's dad was a follower of historical and French socialists such as Voltaire, um, Henri de Saint-Simon, as well as German ones such as Immanuel Kant, and instilled some of these liberal and socialist ideologies into his son. Though, if he didn't, then his school would have. Um, since high school, Karl Marx's education had always had a liberal air around it, though this definitely thickened when he went into his higher education. When in college, Karl Marx only studied the humanities. He was fascinated with society and its trends, um, but unfortunately, this fascination wasn't enough to keep him as a model student. More interested in the political activities on campus than the tests he had to take the next day, Karl Marx joined... Um, a handful of student societies that were interested in liberalism and socialism, though not to a revolutionary degree. His interest in communism would um, only increase from his college days, as in graduate school, he applied to a program that was notoriously lenient academically so that he could devote more time uh, to research and fleshing out of his socialist ideology. Although it was at this time that he was exposed to the materialism of the philosopher Hegel, he did not like Hegel, but um, when confronted and forced to examine this man from every angle by his peers and his classes, he found an appreciation for him. Though this appreciation for the abstract materialist philosopher would have to unburden itself for Marx's psyche later in his life. For now, he had a focus on becoming a communist. Right after graduate school, Marx started writing for a newspaper. Although it had a focus on societal and liberal bourgeoisie issues, it was an editorial, which meant that, that Marx didn't really control what he wrote or the viewpoints he wrote. Growing dissatisfied and unfulfilled with life, he and his wife moved to Paris, the epicenter of communism and socialism. Though in Paris, he found discontent within the communist communes. Finding the ideologies a bit barbaric, even if the workers committed to them had raw passion. He quickly learned an appreciation for the communist ideology, though this manifested through his appreciation for the working people, which he explored more in his move to Belgium, where he renounced his Prussian citizenship due to censorship and disapproval from the government, and later to London, where he really collaborated with Engels. At this time, Marx went into kind of a political hibernation, um, subsisting off of his friend Engels' money from his law firm in order to keep himself in that academic life. Though, it's from this time that Marx would gain the political diplomacy that would allow him to become the international figure of the um, Paris-based First International, which was a large worldwide socialist group, as well as draft Das Capital, his best political manifesto. Him and Engels, a few years earlier, um, wrote the Communist Manifesto, which is one of his most famous works. However, this is more topical for the time, and he and Engels both agreed it should go on the shelf, after they didn't like the actual manifestations of their theories. Now on to Freud. 
a similar man of different means. Born in 1855, Freud would also uh, flourish from Central Europe. Although he was a little more East, he was in the Czech area of the Austrian Empire as compared to more of a middle of Germany. Uh, Freud still felt the influences of the liberal ideologies that seeped in from the West. Um, although this did not help him in his childhood, growing up poor and with an ethnically Jewish family, um, Freud faced a lot of discrimination for his uh, creed as well as his faith. It is said that later in life, this faith helped to inspire his intellectual nonconformism as he felt he couldn't systematically conform to his society, and so he was freer to do his movements, um, as well as inspired the juxtaposition of a father and mother figure within his life as metaphors for society. And sadly, Freud would not live to see this stopped. He died in 1939 of a uh, physician-assisted suicide to end his suffering from jaw cancer he'd gotten from being a lifetime smoker. Um, however, it's not a sad ending. He is still celebrated in today's um, psychology culture for being a pioneer and for popularizing many techniques that have formed today. So, although this was a very, very brief overview of the men's lives due to time constraints, um, there hopefully some parallels have still arisen, and the topic of this podcast is not that Freud was a Marxist or that his ideology was necessarily Marxist, but it's more that his ideology was allowed to prosper due to the groundwork of Marx and his followers, as well as the changing society. Um, in Marx's time, he was, although he was very liberal, um, within his Central European area, he was more liberal conservative. Um, once again, not the terms with the political connotations of today, but more in that he was constricted by the time and the government with which he lived, and he was actually censored a few times by the Prussian Empire. Um, so his move to Paris and his radicalization, as well as his vast array of works following this radicalization, really helped to shape society. Socialist ideology had a lot more hold after Marx's time, um, obviously now called Marxism. Um, and by socia socialist ideology and Marxism, I do not necessarily just mean the abolition of private property, um, the changing in government forms, because socialism also preached a more open society, a less strict connection and con confirmation to the church that ruled the empire at the time, as well as more egalitarian egalitarian views in society. Um, additionally, it did allow for more freedom of section sexuality. That was a large, large part of Freud's work. Um, so, as you can uh, see, these men as pioneers of their fields, um, that is not to downplay the support of their fan bases, helped to revolutionize more liberal ideas that helped to shape the 21st century. Um, and then it was a progression from liberal society to socialism to a more liberal and open society to a psychoanalysis. Um, additionally, I think it's important to mention that both of these properties are based on altruism. Marx wanted to see society manifest as the best thing it could be, and Freud wanted to see people become better than they could be and revolutionize the way that we heal and revolutionize what the vision of society could be outside of a utopianist view. <laughs> All right, and that is the end of this comparison, Marxism and the Freudian movement. Thanks for listening.